Hello and welcome to The Flicksters, the place where two movie geeks bring you all the movie reviews, news and gossip you could ever wish for. You can find our podcast on Spotify, iTunes and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. See you there. Every day we're shuffling. Um. Yeah, got your singing voice on there, Deval. Yep, yep. Yeah, shuffling your papers there. <laughs> Every day we're shuffling. Hello, and welcome to the news at 10. <laughs> As you can see, Deval having a great time doing this. Deval, can I just say one thing? It's absolutely a baking here. It is baking. Have we started yet? We've, start, we've started. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah, we've okay. started. Like, I'm, look, we, literally, it's just been like 10 seconds and I'm already sweating. Like... Trust Have, me, I'm like, I'm wet. I can sweat underwater. So <laughs> for me, <laughs> it's dangerous. I mean, since when was the last time that you've ever seen, like, had a summer like this before? I, I, they talk about that summer of uh, 78 or something or 73. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't there, but I keep hearing about that summer. <laughs> Maybe this is the one. <laughs> oh my God. You know, summer of Sam, forget about it. This oh is the summer man. of like, you know, of London 2018. Yeah. Um, oh, and by the way, uh, I just got to say one thing. It's coming home. It's coming home. Yeah, it's coming home. <laughs> um, yesterday, obviously, when we put this episode out, it's England it would have probably been a week since England had won the match. Okay. Oh, actually, by the time... <laughs> they might have won the World Cup. <laughs> they might have, actually, so England might have won the World Cup. So, because, yeah, because this episode will go out on a Friday, I think, Friday or Saturday. Okay. So, and England plays on Wednesday. Okay, so they might yeah. be in the final by then. So, this this is a good luck for Wednesday, but you'll... you'll this will be for Friday. Yeah. Or Saturday. Future, or so. past, past, present, exactly, time matter. travel, you know. Anyway, look, look, I've rambled on enough. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for downloading today's episode. It's your host, Amar and Deval here, bringing you the latest news, film reviews, gems, anniversary corner, you name it, banter. We've got it all here for you. So sit back, relax, enjoy it, open your windows, take your clothes off and <laughs> chill out. <laughs> So Deval, um, I want to start off with actually a bit of a bit of a sad note here. Oh. Uh, I know. So I just thought yeah. let's get the sadness out of the way. Now, you know, uh, we we tweeted this last night. Steve Ditko, mm. creator, co-creator, sorry, I should say, co-creator of comic Marvel comic book characters such as Spider-Man, Doctor yeah. Strange, yeah. passed away. Yeah, sad news, you know, uh, legend. Uh, you know, he's done so much for the Marvel and comics industry and yeah it's just sad to sad to hear um, and one of the things that i didn't realize is he created a lot of dc characters as well yeah 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 a lot of people don't realize but uh, a lot of uh like the, the the people that we think of as marvel they've often uh, gone across to dc gone to image gone to different comic uh you know houses and and created for them as well jack kirby massive he done that as well wow so i mean Obviously, you know a bit more than me about this, but obviously the two big characters that Ditko created, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Correct. And the, re and the reason why, obviously, you know, we know about those characters is not only are they really popular, but there's been films, you know, made, made on them. Yeah. So one thing that caught my attention was he, and when I was doing a bit of research on him, he sounded like a person who kept himself to himself. Yeah, a bit of an introvert, but yeah, yeah I think, I think that, that came across though in his illustrations and his creations. Because some people say, you know, people that maybe are a bit, you know, less quiet and a bit, you know, chilled out and a bit more introverted, their imaginations just go, you know, wild. Oh my! And that's why we saw a lot of the psychedelic type 
illustrations of the Doctor Strange going into those crazy worlds, into the the quantum zone, and yeah, you know, it's all it's all it all comes out. So wow. yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's amazing. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, it's a real sad loss for the comic book world, and I think you know, I'm I'm not sure if he if he was creating. Are still creating but mm. I mean it's the fact that you know we want to pay homage to someone who you know brought so much joy to millions of people around the world so yeah yeah so rest in peace Steve Ditko so other film news that we've got on the show notes yeah just going through this tell us about Samuel L. Jackson Samuel L. Jackson yeah snakes on a plane I've had it with these mother snakes <laughs> on this plane <laughs> but yeah so as we all know um well some people may not know, but if you don't know, you're about to know. But yeah, Samuel L. Jackson uh, will uh, co-star in the upcoming um, Captain Marvel film, which is due to release in uh, February. Not long. Not long at all, no. And uh, this film will be set in the 90s. Uh, but obviously, you know, how's that going to happen? How, you know, how are we going to go back in time and have him in a film where he's meant to be younger? Well... I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> so uh, he will be uh, digitally de-aged. Wow. Uh, similarly to the uh, the technology they used in, they've used it in a few films. I mean, they've used it in... Uh, Benjamin it? Button? Benjamin Button, yes. They used it in that, yeah, both ways. Up-aged and down-aged, if that is a term. But uh, they used it in Star Wars. Was it The uh, was it the Last Jedi or which one was oh it? With that, that guy was in it and... They made him, they used someone else's face to, oh. I, guess, I guess, bring him to life. But that's a bit different. But also in uh, Cap- Captain America Civil War, uh, when Tony Stark was, you know, talking uh, to that the auditorium of students. And yeah. there was a scene where he was younger he by l- about 20 years. And he really did look young. Yeah. So they're going to use that technology to de-age wow. Samuel L. Jackson till, I don't know, probably 30 years or something like that so yeah it'd be interesting to see also he's gonna have two eyes because i think this this is when he's got both eyes yeah and and i'm assuming in the film will by the end of the film he'll he'll have the eye he won't have the eye right i think so because in there's a scene in captain america part two winter soldier where he's talking to uh i can't remember his name now uh, one of the the baddies yeah uh the guy that was in uh demi moore film where he tried to tempt her with a million pounds for that night. Robert oh, Redford. Robert Redford. Robert Redford, yeah. yeah. There's a scene where I was talking to Robert Redford and um, he says, oh, the last time I trusted a guy, I lost my eye. <laughs> so actually he might, no, he, Robert Redford, like know. a younger version could of Robert be, Redford might be. turn up. Yeah, okay, so, that could be something. Okay, so, and tell us uh, what other Marvel connected news you've got there. Yeah, so uh, Avengers 4. Uh, so we've all seen, I hope you've all seen, uh, Avengers, Avengers Infinity War which is part three of the Avengers uh, chronology. Uh, so yeah, so part four, <laughs> I think there's been some sort of mistake here or something's happened, yeah, but the obviously Marvel are very hush-hush about their, yeah. their titles and what's happening in the next films because we want to, it's got to be a surprise, you know, but uh, something leaked out recently. So the the DOP or the director of photography or some people call them cinema, cinematographers, they're the people on set who handle the camera deal with the lighting literally literally they're in charge of your visual experience yeah and this person by the name of trent opatuck uh while he was renewing his cv or resume he put on there that he's worked on these films no he's worked on infinity war and he's worked on infinity war endgame so (laughs) now (laughs) my question is this is like because marvel they don't do anything 
they do, there's a purpose to everything that Marvel does. Yeah. So is this, I don't know, did they purposely put this out there? Did they let it happen? I, or? I think personally, my sources tell me that, okay, so this actually happened. Yeah. I, I don't think it was something that Marvel had any control over. Right. It was the, the director, the DOP cinematographer, literally looking out for himself, trying to get a new job. And I think it could have been a working title. Right. Because during the filming stage of uh, Infinity War, sorry, uh, Avengers Part 4, uh, a few leaks had come out about different titles. Right. Uh, there was an interview that Zoe Saldana did uh, where she mentioned uh, she was she's she's finished filming her scenes for Infinity War and then she had to, she had to go back on set to finish Gauntlet. And it's almost like that was... That, oh, that may have been a working title and yeah. now we're hearing it's called Endgame. There's a scene in Infinity War where uh, after Doctor Strange gives the time gem to Thanos, he says, we're in the Endgame now. So it's like, it could be, oh but... Oh <laughs> mind but, blown here. <laughs> but just a note that, that is after this leak came out, uh, he changed his resume. So he took off the word Endgame and put down Avengers 4. So, so he he was told he was yeah he, he was, was told Kevin rang him up and said yes what the he was told bleep. so it could be true because they've denied it Marvel Kevin Feige has denied it yeah but it could be true it could be called Avengers Endgame or it could have been just a working title that they had yeah just in case any leaks came out then people wouldn't have the truth you yeah know? exactly so. and you know this thing about uh, titles because a couple of weeks ago or maybe about two or three weeks ago actually Tom Holland mm. the same thing happened now I don't know if this was meant to happen or if it was just a mistake Steak, but clearly he had he, he was somewhere he was at comic-con yeah uh, behind the scenes at comic-con he had an ipad and he said hey everyone uh just a little sneak peek i'm yeah. working i've got the script for uh, spider-man part two his, his spider-man yeah. part two yeah and i've got it in my hand and then yeah. a lot of people they they paused it zoomed yeah. in and it was spider-man to it's a long a, a long way from home yeah far from home or far, something sorry, yeah. far from yeah, home that, that was actually that was allowed that, 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 that's that, a yeah that's that was a, legitimate. That's a legitimate yeah that okay. was yeah, so that we was know that proper it was, it was uh, that he was sent that image it wasn't just made he was sent it and he was allowed to show that okay it, it, i think because tom holland is, is known to be a guy that sort of leaks stuff yeah big t- he know, so. and um mark ruffalo yeah they're a bit loose yeah. they're a bit loose so, leakers, those yeah, ones. yeah okay so <laughs> The end game. And you know what? I just, I totally forgot about that line. Yeah. yeah, yeah So yeah. it does make yeah, sense yeah, about that one. So yeah. I'm super excited I about that I think it one. could be, you know. It could, it could be. be that. And who are, oh, brilliant. I mean, if that happens, that's going to be a really good one. Yeah. Um, so tell us about DC. Yeah. So DC, as we know, DC, uh, they've been falling behind, you know, recently. And you know, Marvel's up there. DC trying Which to catch up. a bit up. sad, actually. It's a bit sad. DC are a very, very, very well-respected organisation. Comics from years, from before Marvel, you know, they had... Uh, Batman, Superman from the 30s, you know, so, but good news, uh, DC's uh, Birds of Prey movie is, uh, is in the works and it uh, will hopefully be released ooh, probably next year or 2020, somewhere along those lines. Yeah. But uh, this will have an interesting cast. It's going to have, a, a, what's her name, Harley Quinn. Okay. Harley Quinn, because uh, she was very popular in Suicide Squad, one yep. of the most, I guess, popular and fa- favourite characters. Sure. So uh, I'm assuming Margot Robbie's going to be... Of course, no yeah, one else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Margot Robbie, she's done yeah. really well. Like, she's, so di- she's so diverse, her facial Brilliant. expressions, she's just crazy. Yeah, yeah so... 
Uh, so yeah, Margaret Robbie will reprise the role of Harley Quinn. We'll have Bob Gordon, who's the daughter of yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Uh, and uh, Black Canary, who is as uh, in Arrow, uh, the the TV show of, of the yeah DC TV shows Arrow. Yeah. Black Canary. We're gonna have Catwoman. Wow. I understand. Uh, Huntress, Misfit. So okay, as you can see, Birds of Prey. I know the sec- the title could be a bit sexist. Who knows? I mean, here in the UK, we call some guys call girl- girls birds, yeah. women birds. But yeah. I think it's got a different. Uh, connotation to it with this title you know what I mean sorry if this is like really negative but this kind of smacks of again of DC playing catch up yeah. to Marvel yeah because because obviously Kevin uh, Feige he came out and he was like look we're gonna have a r- new roster of films mm. we want female strong female characters to come yeah. out and we yeah. are gonna get you know films made and now DC have kind of announced yeah. it. So it just kind of feels yeah, like... they're going all out. I mean, obviously DC did have Wonder Woman, which done really, really well, uh, 2017. I, I mean, personally, I was a bit like, mm, I didn't really fancy the whole film. Elements of it was really good. Yeah. But uh, but I think now, even like we reviewed uh, Ocean's 8 a week or so ago. Yeah. And this is like the Ocean's 8 of comic of, books. Of comic Literally books. a totally, you know, 100% pretty much female lead. Yeah. Uh, cast and uh, should be interesting interesting to see how this pans out actually yeah okay brilliant so yeah. uh, there's another bit of news I know you want to mention which is yeah. a, a related to the DC universe mm-hmm. but this time on um, the small screen yeah it is uh, DC uh, are I think focusing on small screen and streaming services and the latter is going to be the uh, DC universe streaming service which will be uh, uh, released uh, later this year. Uh, not not got a specific date on it yet, but they're saying uh, maybe September, October, maybe. But the DC streaming service is going to be great. From what I understand, it's going to be really, really good. Yeah. So literally everything and anything DC yeah. will be there. It's wow. your one-stop shop to everything DC. So we're talking, you know, the original Superman movie from the 70s. We're talking uh, the, the Batman, uh, sorry, the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. We're talking... The recent, you know, Batman, Superman, Justice sure. League, all of that. We're talking comic books. Wow. Animation. DC is really good with the animation. Yeah. So the, uh, Batman, the original, you know, the, the 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 animation, the Batman, the animation will be on there. Yeah. Teen Titans. Everything DC is going to be all in one place. And also going to launch uh, the upcoming live uh, Titans uh, show as well which I heard is going to be really good and and, and that is just really going to be good. this exclusive on yes, their streaming yeah, service so you can't get it anywhere else so they're trying to Netflixify the whole DC yeah. experience but I heard the Titans uh, show is going to be yeah it's going to be heavy like you're talking fight scenes similar to uh, remember Batman Superman yeah when the Batman was in the warehouse yes we're talking fight scenes like that like people if, are going to get if it's like that I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm invested we're talking people are going to get you know blown up and bones break broken that it's not going to be brilliant. like you know how the flashes and stuff is yeah. quite it's good but it's quite light yeah nah, nah. And, and just talking of that there was a, a lot of backlash about batman killing yeah uh you know ben affleck's portrayal yeah, yeah. should i tell you something i loved it me too i loved the fact that he didn't give a shit and exactly. he was just like yeah. like you know and he was just like he's meant to be the dark knight exactly not the light knight and then, well, and then and then what happened for Justice League? He they did make him lighter. Yeah, yeah. And it was just kind of tonally, yeah. which it was just kind of a bit off. 
So if they could have more of the dark stuff, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in there. I'm yeah. in there. Brilliant. One hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Just before you move on to other kind of non-comic related stuff, there's one thing that I do want to mention. I read about just the other day was oh, yeah? Nicholas Cage is going to be Spider-Man. Nah, no, 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 no. I'm not having that. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Wait, wait for it. it. Wait for it. He is the new Spider-Man in the animation. Still, I'm not having it. <laughs> no, I'm not having he it. Is, it's, it's called Spy- Into the Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah, that's coming out this year. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's Nick Cage. He's going to be an older version, like one of the uh, multiverse versions. Yeah. So oh, it's, it? it's, I think they're going to be, because they're expanding it to such a kind of uh, mm. a huge level, mm. he could be like an alternate version of it or, or okay. I, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do it. But when I heard this, I was like, what? Nicholas Cage? And he always wanted to have something to do with comic, comic books. books. Yeah, he Ghost Rider, didn't he? Ghost and Rider, Kick-Ass, which is yeah, based on a comic yeah. book. But also, even before that, he screen tested Superman. for Superman. <laughs> have you seen the pictures? Oh gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> when I see those pictures, I'm like... <laughs> with the long hair and everything everything so uh ladies and gents if you haven't seen this just type in nicholas cage spider-man into google or whatever uh, other search engines are available just uh, have a look and have a look at those pictures you're gonna crack up it's so funny uh, uh, yeah it's <laughs> but he is a huge huge comic book fan yeah. and apparently in his collection he's got like issue ones of of a lot of the, the Oakley, yeah, which are worth a lot of money. So you should this, have sold that instead of going bankrupt, didn't yeah, it? Well, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so what else have we got in our uh, movie news? Yeah, so we've got, uh, so Fast and Furious spin-off. <laughs> this, this, Why are you laughing? This franchise, it just kind of keeps going on and on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? Is, oh, so know. now uh, they're going to have a spin-off? Yeah, yeah. I think, Jay, I think Jason Statham's going to be heavily involved in that one. But hang on, I thought he was the villain. In Fast and Furious, but didn't, didn't didn't he turn like friendly a bit at the oh, end or something? I, you know what? I've missed one. Yeah, I swear, like he turned friendly or something. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, I think he's going to be involved in the spin-off, from what I understand. Uh, obviously, I think some of the other cast as well. Not all of them, but I think maybe a couple of the other cast. But like The Rock, he's not he's not part of it, I is he? Don't, oh, I don't know what he might be. You know, well, no, you know no what? executive producer or something. Yeah, he'll be he'll get in there. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. Idris Elba has been cast as one of the villains. Oh, yeah, so. that's interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're not really used to seeing him as a villain. No. I uh, mean, we saw him in the, uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah, that he was, was one. He was a villain. And what did we well, see no, him? Re- Star Trek Beyond, sorry, that's the one. Star yeah, Trek and Beyond. what did we see him in recently was Thor. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Uh, oh, and sorry, Avengers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so but he's he's, yeah, he's a good guy. But, yeah. You know, so we'll see what he's like. What he's going to be like there as, as a baddie. Well. See yeah. if that can get pulled. If he can pull it off. Yeah, you've mentioned something here about Sopranos, and my ear, uh, when I read this, my ears pricked up. So yep. tell us about Sopranos. Sopranos, yeah. So uh, <laughs> Sopranos, a very 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 popular TV show from. You know, I don't know if I can say back in the day. Is it that old? Would you say it's that old, really? Uh, probably from, not, but I mean, not, it's, but, but, nah, it's but, been a while. Yeah, it's been a little it's while. It's been a while. Yeah. But uh, they are uh, looking to, well, they, they are in the, in the, in the production phase of, uh, of a prequel. Wow. Yep, a prequel. And uh, I don't know how that's going to, well, I guess, yeah, because you can always, a prequel, there's always space for a prequel when, you know, a massive show has ended because you can sort of tell the backstory to yeah. maybe how they got to where they got to. And, uh, but yeah, they're going to, uh, they've casted the director uh, of uh, Thor The Dark World. Uh, remind uh, me again. Alan Taylor, his name is. Okay. But he was also very popular before that in directing a few episodes of Game of Thrones. 
I see. So yeah, so he's obviously he's got uh, credits on other shows and films, but yeah. they're the two that people will probably remember. Know him of, yeah. Exactly. But yeah, so it's interesting to see how that will turn out. Yeah, yeah. Sopranos. Okay, that'd be interesting. Yeah, let's keep an eye on that one. And tell us about this one. It mentioned a Halo. Now, I've got to tell you, I was a huge Halo fan because yeah. I bought the original Xbox. Wow. And this thing was massive. Like a fridge, oh, wasn't it? You know what? I, I remember... <laughs> It was probably the first time that I've done this. I lined up to the local game store back in 90. I can't remember what it was, like about eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I was I did that for the first time. And I remember hulking this thing back home. And seriously, I was so excited. And to play Halo, yeah. I tell you what, it was a really good game. So tell us about Halo. Yeah, Halo, massive uh, Microsoft uh, property, massive game. Like you said, multiplayer, the guns, the the worlds and you know, the, the, the factions and the clans and the... Uh, the politics behind all the, the the game, so yeah. So uh, a ten episode, uh, Steven Spielberg produced wow. blockbuster is in the works. That's going to be. So we're talking. Wicked. So it's in. It's obviously in the pre production stage at the moment. Yeah. I think they're going to start filming uh, towards the probably t- early twenty nineteen. I would think. Okay. Uh, start filming for that, uh, and from what so from what I've heard, that there's not been any major casting announcements yet, but. I've seen a few images of uh, Dave Batista in as as, as a, Captain Master Chief as what yeah what yeah exactly and he looks the part like literally to, I swear they've taken him out of the game you know what now that you mentioned him right he would be a perfect, perfect. fit as Master Chief because yeah. that Master Chief character like you know deep voice gruff yeah. hulking figure yeah that's Dave Batista that is him literally he 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 is the character doesn't have to say much yeah. You know, I say this in such a nice way because when Dave Batista does speak, he's actually really funny. Yeah, yeah, All yeah, the stuff that yeah. I've seen him in, he's he's actually a really good actor. Exactly. So, yeah, so this is going to be really good. Yeah, it's exactly. a great great casting decision actually. It, I hope it does go ahead. I hope it does. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we'll, and also I noticed here Sky Atlantic. Yeah, so uh, it's going to be a Showtime show, which I think that's more applicable to the American audiences. But yeah, uh, Sky Atlantic and Sky in general have a affiliation with Showtime. And here in the UK, it'll be screened on um, uh, Sky Atlantic. Yeah, wow. so I've, I've got that channel, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'll be coming to yours then. <laughs> yeah. Okay, brilliant. No, thanks for that, Deval. Great pieces of news uh, over there. I thought we can now move on to the box office top 10. And there are a few in there, which I'm really surprised about. And we'll kind of go through those. But sitting at number 10 is Solo, a Star Wars story. <laughs> Going so low, so low. I mean... It was, what was it? It was second, was it second last week or second uh, or third? I think it was third or maybe even fourth. I don't know. It and was, look at how much it's dropped. Yeah. It's, it's on its way out. That's it. It's, it's on its last legs. Yeah. I mean, the, I think have people, the people do people have the stomach for anymore? Because based on the the ticket sales of the Solo, I think they've put on hold, you know, I don't know if we, you remember, we mentioned about Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. and about they had like another three movies yeah, planned. Yeah, Boba Fett and... Uh, all that. Yeah. I think it's all on hold oh, at the man. moment because of the poor box office receipts for Solo mm. Star Wars. Uh, story. Well, it did have. It was plagued with pre-production troubles, and even during filming, it was plagued with troubles. So I don't know if that had something to do with it. Who knows the version that we didn't get? Yeah. If that version, you know, if that version was made, it could have saved it. Who knows? We don't know, but yeah. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, this is at number ten, and we kind of figured it would be. So okay, Sayonara Solo, uh, sitting at number nine is our favorite Merc with a mouth is Deadpool mm. two. Yeah. 
I think that's that's the. Uh, it's on its way out, but it's it's had good innings, you know. Yep. It's had good a good time. Now made. I don't know, like obviously the overall global box office uh, takings. I'm mm. not sure. I'll I'll find out for next week and stuff. But I think it's it's done good good business. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's it's made its money back and yeah. and some at this stage. So. And that's going to be good for us, the fans, because then this means that we get to see X-Force. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We will get to see another Deadpool outing yeah. and we'll get to see Cable uh, coming back in again. Yeah, yeah, so for sure. as long as that happens, I'm really happy. Now, sitting at number eight is a film called Patrick, which I have not seen. Have you seen Patrick? I know Do you a guy know a Patrick? Patrick. I know a guy, he's a good footballer, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> it is Patrick. <laughs> okay, so what we need from our audience is from our listeners is a hundred and forty character review of Patrick. <laughs> if you can send that to us, we will love you to bits. Uh, uh, sitting at number seven is uh, a drift, and yeah. I feel a drift because we I... haven't we haven't <laughs> seen this one either. <laughs> I'm on that little uh, plank of wood with you, drifting <laughs> off into the sunset. <laughs> Again, for our Facebook, uh, people on our Facebook page, if you've got a review of a drift, please send it in to us. Let us know what you think. And we'd be more than happy to read that out. Uh, if, you know, good or bad, whatever it is, whatever yeah. you say. Uh, a film which we have seen, I promise you, is Hereditary. And it's still in there. It's still in the UK top box office top 10. I mean, we've, we've mentioned this. Please listen to episode four. Five, I think it's five. Yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, download episode five or six and and just have a listen of what we thought about Hereditary. Deval went out and watched it again. I've still yet to see it again, but on first viewing, it kind of got to me and yeah, it really, really stayed in my head. It's a really good film, cracking film. So please go out and watch that. Number five is I'm, I mean, yeah, I mean, hundred percent sure it's a, a Bollywood film. I haven't seen it. It's called Sanju. And I know for a fact that Deval, you had definitely not seen as well. Well, actually I have. And <laughs> Give us the synopsis on, on this one. Because you gave us one like about a month ago. It's probably going to be the same. See, Sanju uh, is a character who... <laughs> Needs to find you know, a wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, you know, is plagued by uh, the family putting pressure. <laughs> Familial and pressure. Okay, so look. Uh, ladies and gents on our Facebook, Twitter, whatever page out there, send us your, um, you know what, our listeners out in India, come on, like, you know, there's a billion of you out there, just kind of get in touch with us, let us know what Sanju is about, we'd love you for it. At number four is a new entry, and it stars, uh, well, it's got, uh, it's an ensemble piece, and yep. it stars Hawkeye. It does, yeah. Jeremy Renner, yeah. Jeremy Renner. So when yeah. he wasn't making uh, Avengers Infinity War, he was probably making this. Yeah. And I know you've seen this, right? I've seen this, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, so this is sitting at number four and we'll hear your views on that later on. Okay. But a film that I'm really excited to speak about and which we will speak about, this is in at number three, which is Sicario 2. Soldado. Look at Spoken so like a true dado. Spanish speaker there. So Sicario 2, Soldado. Um, we'll speak about that later on in the in the show. Uh, that's at number three. And at number two is Ocean's 8. Mm. Listen to last week's episode to find out what we thought about Ocean's 8. There's, uh, uh, you know, really good things in there. Some missteps, which I think kind of let the film down. There's a, there's a part in the film where James Corden turns up and, and funny enough, James Corden plays James Corden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so tonally it changes a bit. Deval and I, we were a bit unsure. Well, actually Deval thinks that Danny Ocean is probably still alive because... Yeah. 
you know, it's an Oceans film. So maybe, maybe he might pop up in a new film. And also I just, I mentioning Oceans 8, what's his name? Matt Damon, who's mm. now becoming the kind of king of cameos at the moment. Yeah. He actually did film a cameo for Oceans 8. Did he? They cut it out. Oh. And there's a reason why they cut it out. He's got balls. <laughs> Basically. And I think with the whole, I don't know, I, I, some people are saying look, tonally it probably wasn't right for the film, you know, it, because of obviously some of the comments that he's made recently about the sexual allegations with uh, Harvey Weinstein. He oh. never came out uh, really quick enough oh. to kind of condemn Harvey Weinstein. So there's, 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 there's kind of a bit undertones of why you know, he may not have been in the film. I don't know. I'm maybe speculating here. Maybe I'm just talking bullshit. Let me know. But he did film a cameo and oh, it was cut out. Okay. 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 So now sitting back in at number one, it's a re-entry at number one, right? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was out of it. Now it's back in again, but it's Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Mm. Roaring its uh, head back again. So I'm really surprised about that. I mean, what do you think that could be? I don't know. I think uh, being a, a summer blockbuster, uh, the sun's out. Uh, a lot of uh, of the younger generation have stopped. Uh, they finished, you know, college or university or whatever. And uh, this is the sort of film that they would really go and pack into uh, into the cinema. You know, pl- you know, it's a date film, maybe popcorn film. So maybe that's why this has had a, another lease of life. Okay, so to speak, it's been yeah. uh, brought back from extinction <laughs> do you know why because life finds a way clever boy <laughs> Sorry, I just had to do that. okay okay so ladies and gents that is your box office top 10 uh moving on to out this week on blu-ray what have we got for us dr deval well we have the the red sparrow i i did not i can't believe it, i didn't see this film because I, and I'm into spy thrillers. I'm into kind of the mm. whole clandestine, you know, how people become spies yeah. and this whole, yeah. you know, underworld of spying. Yeah. And so t- take it away. Tell Espionage. us. Espionage. What- you know, I went to the cinema and saw it uh, when it came out a few months ago. Really good film, actually. Really good film. Uh, quite a long film. Got about two and a half hours, I reckon it was. Okay. Uh, but Jennifer Lawrence does a really, does really, does really, uh, plays a really great uh, character. Quite convincing uh, we also have uh, the guy whose name always always eludes me, but he was in Clash of the Titans and... Uh, Avatar? Is it that guy? Avatar, that guy. Uh, oh, his, his name will come back to me in a second. Yeah, but yeah, yeah he's really We're good. We're bad in, with names, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam Worthington. I think, I think is, that the, is that the guy? No, that no, it's not him. Sam Worthington? It's, it's the other guy. Who? No, it's uh, Joel Edgerton. Oh. I was getting them two mixed up. He's Australian as well. Yes, see, that's why. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I, I just forget Australian names. Kate Blanchett. <laughs> Shit. We've got, listen, to our to our Australian fans, out, uh, listeners, sorry, we I haven't got anything against Australian you. It's just like names. difficult names. But no, good film. Yeah. Uh, the story is uh, of a, um, a lady, uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character, who uh, she has a, uh, has a, I don't know, so something happens to her and then it changes the course of her, her natural uh, career. She gets an uh, uh, opportunity to work with this government organisation or not even, I don't know if they're government, they're so, they're so secret. Okay. No one knows about them, but she gets an opportunity to work with them and do some missions for them. But she has to go and train in a place that kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson's character, but Black Widow's Red Room. 
okay. uh, kind of world where you're as a young person you're, you're you're taken there you train under extreme circumstances when i say extreme yeah some of the things that happen in in the in, in this place are extreme okay literally or like beating and torturing and stuff a different level of it it's, it's sort of like they mentally try and break you down okay and then you have to be strong enough to withstand it there's, there's, a, there's a, a part in her training where a guy has to try and sort of well he's got to try and rape her okay yeah and it's like it's quite physical okay and it's part of her training she just has to go through it yeah you know so yeah but uh yeah, the story is very, very, ooh, there's ups like, and downs, yeah, twists, twists and turns. You don't know what who to trust. You don't know, sometimes you don't even know if if the person that you're seeing is the person that you're supposed to be seeing. It's weird. It's, I, when you see it, you, you'll get what I mean. But okay. uh, I think Jeremy Irons is in it as well, I think. He's in it. Uh, but yeah, it's a really good film. It's okay. worth seeing. It's out it's, on... Uh, DVD Blu-ray uh, this week, and it's okay. worth it's worth a watch. I, I mean, I love I love those kind of espionage. Uh, is there things in it which we haven't seen before in this genre? Yes, like I said, with, with, the, with part of her training, okay. I've never seen anything like that before. Usually, you know, when you're in a secret government organization and you train, okay, you're gonna yeah. go, you're gonna shoot a few target practice, you're yeah. gonna have psychological evaluation, maybe sure. you know, lie detector, or whatever. Nah, this, okay. is, this is next level. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a tough question now. Okay. Who'd win out of a fight with the following? Angelina Jolie from Salt. Okay. Scarlett Johansson from Avengers. Okay. Black Widow. Yep. Red Sparrow, Jennifer Lawrence, or Saoirse... Uh, oh, Saoirse Ronan from Saoirse Hannah. Saoirse Ronan from Hannah. Okay. Oh, my. I don't think Jolie will win. I'll, I'll say she's she's out. Agent Salt. Okay, yeah, so she's, she's out. been out. Yeah. I think it's uh, and Hannah. Mm. Oh, I think Hannah. Hannah could be a uh, Hannah could be a I don't know like a dark horse because because she's younger, younger. She could come to your house with like cookies, be like a Girl <laughs> Scout, and then the second you like go into your your purse or your wallet, she'll just snipe you <laughs> or slit your throat. Mm. So she could be the one, you know. Yeah. Uh, though I'd say actual fighting ability has got to be Black Widow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, but yeah, <laughs> it's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to go for Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it is a tough one though. Okay. So um, anything, have we, is there anything else no, out? No, there's nothing out. Nothing else out noteworthy this week. It's a slow week. Exactly. It's a World Cup final it's World week. Cup. So who's going to be watching? It's a World Cup week as well. So it's yeah. just like, I think sales of all this stuff is going to be, yeah. oh, that was it. Apparently, it's just going off on a bit of a tangent, but, generally box office receipts are down mm. because of the weather. Yep. So that's number yep. one, but also because of the, the World Cup. Yep. So, you know, and you mentioned a couple of weeks ago about um, Wasp, uh, uh, sorry, Ant-Man and the Wasp yeah. being, de- the release of that being delayed. Yep. So it just kind of makes sense now. Okay, so uh, what have we got on streaming and new trailers out? Yeah, so uh, there's a few new trailers and a few uh, bits and bobs out on uh, streaming services at the moment. Uh, well, the first trailer, <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> the first trailer I want to talk about is a film called <laughs> The Meg. This is the hilarious. Meg. So <laughs> Jason Statham stars in a, I don't know, it's like a mix between Jaws Deep, deep, uh, deep blue sea, like shark piranha, shark, na- Sharknado. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it looks like it looks like a fun film to me. But the Meg, short for Megalodon, is like a is like a literally like a a mythical yeah a shark that's just 
it's a, it's a shark, isn't it? Yeah, like, a massive, but, but what massive I want to know is, is um, in this movie, how are they going to explain that where this this thing comes from? I think they have to explain it. Yeah. Because come on, where's this plate? Where's this so. thing been? I reckon it could be like you know how like Godzilla uh, is like you know radioactive poisoning or whatever, yeah. and then, and like the turtles, you know, radioactive <laughs> juice has turned the turtles into like humanoids, kind of, and it's like this shark has grown to like yeah. crazy prehistoric like proportions yeah and it's now rampant coming coming back to the humans and trying maybe it's got a taste for human human flesh oh my god so and jason statham is going to save the day yeah he's going to take the day yeah underwater yeah because you know he used to be an olympic swimmer he used to be a swimmer yeah i did not know that that's what he did before acting he actually uh, competed in uh like british championships european championships he's one of those people that are on that on that list of sports people that turn into actors but he was, a, he was a, no, a diver or swimmer, one of them. I think he yeah. was a diver. Yeah. And and obviously when you look at him like in, in his movies, like The Fast and Furious we've mentioned before, yeah. um, Transporter. Yeah. Lockstock. Yeah. Lockstock as well. I mean, he, he keep, this guy keeps in shape. Yeah, Expendables. Expendables he's, yeah, as well, one which the, I think there's going to be another one of that, those oh coming gosh. out as well. Okay, so the Meg uh, trailer, uh, yeah. ladies and gents, <laughs> go, go check it out. It's just <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Uh, and if you've seen the Sharknado films and like, you know, you like your Jaws films and things like that. Um, you're yeah. going to probably love this one as well. <laughs> okay, now this one I'm really interested because the name yeah. is kind of a bit... Uh, Mandy. Yeah, Mandy. Mandy. Tell us about Mandy. Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> so Mandy is a weird, weird, weird trailer. When I saw it, I was like, what? I tell you, yeah, we're laughing, but <laughs> <laughs> Mandy, I'll tell you what it looks like here. Mandy looks like a bit like Hereditary, oh, Mad Max, what? Evil Dead, oh, yeah, and Chainsaw Massacre, oh. all rolled into one. This is gonna this film be heavy. Looks, the, the critics have said it's one of the like it's uh, Nicholas Cage's best performance. And yeah. you know, I think we're doing Nicholas Cage yeah, that best performance. performance. Yeah, yeah exactly. So not no shouting like he did on Wicker Man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> save me! <laughs> save me! He could be so over the top. Right? I know. Yeah. But no, the the, the 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 trailer looks really good. It's quite dark. It looks quite obscure. Like I said, the, the mix of the different films that it kind of re- uh, reminded me of, like okay. Mad Max and Chainsaw and Hereditary. It just looks weird. Okay. Lots of different weird costumes. People getting. Oh, chopped up. It's it's crazy. So this film does look like a, a mad horror. Okay, but, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. check that one out. Uh, you've also got another one on there, beginning with the M. Mile twenty two. Yeah, yeah. mile twenty two. This film looks good. You know, oi, this film looks good. And I notice a name on your show notes. Yep. Uh, Ico Waste. Bad man. Ah, oh, bad man. The raid. The raid. When I saw this guy's face in the film, I said, yeah, they're serious. It, this is, I tell you what, I, I love The Raid. And and uh, what, what surprised me about The Raid was it was directed by a Walsh guy. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, so tell me about this one. Guy, well, if, the guy, if you guys ain't seen The Raid, you you got to see The Raid, first yeah. of all. The Raid is a heavy film, yeah. low budget. Uh, where was it? Was it not in Thailand? It was in Mala- Ma- Malaysia uh, or something? I want to say Indonesia or Malaysia. Indonesia, you're right. Indonesia, yeah. yeah. So great film. Oh, it's got to be watched. Yeah. But yeah, so this film, Mile 22, stars Mark Wahlberg, who also actually co-produces as well. Uh, and it's about uh, them uh, trying to get, I think, Aiko Uwais's character. He's, a, he's an important guy for some reason. Okay. And they're trying to get him uh, 22 miles away, I think. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to get him from A to B, which I think is 22 miles or something like that. Okay. And uh, they've got like some special ops people like Mark Wahlberg, uh, Lauren Cohen, who's in uh, Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. Ronda Rousey's in the film. 
she's yeah, gonna kick man. ass. Ronda Rousey, John Malkovich in the film as oh. well. So good cast, and it's like from 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 what I saw on the on the trailer and what you guys will see. Uh, Aiko Uwes, the he's, he's karate is on the next level. His karate is quite brutal. Yeah, a bit like cage fighting. Kind of, he doesn't mess around with too no. many punches and kicks. He just takes you down as quick as possible. Yeah, a bit Krav Magarish kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, the fight scenes, the the guns, the explosions. It look, it looks like a good film. Yeah, totally. And Mark Wahlberg, he's no stranger to kind of action films. Yeah. He's he's done a lot of like you know these films. Um, you, I know you're talking about uh, you're talking about. Uh, the film, the M. Night Shyamalan film, The Happening, that uh, one, yeah. Yeah, oh gosh, yeah, it was a lot of, do you remember that film? The, the ending. I'm joking. I just can't believe it. It was just like, I was waiting and waiting yeah, 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 and waiting yeah. and then it just kind of, they stopped. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, um, but he's done, um, yeah, he's done a lot. He's, I mean, obviously, The Shooter. Yeah, Shooter. He's done Transformers more recently. Uh, he's done quite a few uh, like action films. Uh, he done that film with The Rock, didn't he? Uh, with the two guns. Is that him? Uh, that was um, no, wasn't that Denzel? But Denzel, okay, was that him and Denzel. Yeah, okay, there you go. They played yeah. two coppers. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, so yeah, pain and gain. Pain and gain. That's the one. That was that's the, one. the one. Yeah. yeah. So you know he's no stranger to to action flicks and um, and obviously he's a great he is a great actor. Mm. I mean, uh, the fighter. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he, he's Oscar nominated, I think he was for that one. Damn. Yeah. So, uh, and, and what else have we got on uh, streaming? Yeah, this is a, this one I, I didn't hear about until I actually sort of went fishing, but, uh, and also just to tie into last week when we spoke about uh, Calibre yeah. and, and hunting for deers. <laughs> But uh, the legacy of a white, tall deer hunter. I've never heard of this. Neither have I, but it's a film uh stars Josh Brolin, uh, Thanos, Thanos and Cable. And it's also got Dan- Danny McBride. Okay, Halloween. Halloween, yep. And uh, this is on Netflix uh, this week, it is. Okay. And uh, it's but Josh Brolin's character who's uh, separated from his partner or wife and uh, uh, he's almost turned into almost like a weekend dad type figure and he's trying to you know make sure he his his, uh, connection with his son is strong and he's more of like a old school kind of uh tough guy kind of dad you know he's got his gun and he's in his pickup truck he's got his beard and his checkered shirt along with his hat and he's always got a Budweiser in his left hand even though he's driving you know (laughs) so he takes his son out hunting Okay. He wants to introduce his son to the you know nature yeah. and being a man. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a story of him and his son. And I think his friend Danny McBride's okay. character are going hunting, and all the you know the the, the, the fun times that they're gonna have. And uh, I think a few things happen. The son's yeah. trying to. But is it does, does things do things turn dark or is it not like from it's my coming scene. of age? It, it's kind of coming of age. It's kind of like family connection. But right. I've not seen any sort of craziness in the trailer like okay. you know, nothing turned dark but i'm sure something will happen yeah but it's you know it's just it seems like an interesting film a yeah, bit quirky and uh yeah it's on netflix at the moment uh, almost so. like is it would do you think it could be like um hunt for the wilder people N- uh, i kind of know where you're going with this yeah not so much that right okay um uh, but yeah it just seems yeah just it's, it's got nice to see Josh Brolin doing something a bit more lighter because so far this year I've already seen him do dark things. What have we we've so. in three, well two of the biggest well like two big movies yeah. Avengers and Deadpool. Yeah. He's been and working. What? He's been working hard. This guy and Literally. I tell you what right I'm not joking, 
like when you see him in Deadpool 2 physically he's, yeah, he's yeah, like 50 yeah. odd years old yeah, yeah. Right? he's in such great condition yeah, this guy true, so true, I mean yeah he's a, he's a good actor I like that and what else I noticed you've got a couple of uh, more films from Netflix on there what else yeah Wind River uh, I'm not sure many guys this, this sort of flew under the radar for a lot of people uh, Wind now Wind River has a connection to yep. Sicario which Josh Brolin has a connection to with yeah see the connect all the dots exactly now I haven't seen Wind River mm-hmm. so um, it's a good film is it's it? a okay. really 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 good film okay I'll check it out and it's uh, it stars Jeremy Renner Hawkeye oh, again? along oh. with uh, Elizabeth Olsen uh What's the name again? Scarlet, uh, Witch. Scarlet Witch. Yeah, so they're both starring in that as well as Avengers. <laughs> you know, but yeah, so it's about, uh, so Jane Moreno's character is a, like a sheriff type guy in a, oh, where's the state in America? One of those sort of snowy kind of states in America. Uh, 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 Alaska? No. Somewhere near Alaska. Okay. You're not okay. far off, but it's not Alaska. Somewhere near Alaska. And uh, there's been some murders. So they... The, the you know the sheriff hasn't got the, the the capability and the facilities and the resources to solve it himself. So they get an FBI, uh, uh, I guess FBI help through Elizabeth Elizabeth Olsen's okay. character. She yeah. comes in, she tries to assist. She's not really welcomed that much because pe- people don't want outside help. Uh, and it just yeah, if it, things start to unfold, it, there's, there's a lot of underlying sort of secrecy okay. going on, and it's a bit mad. But also they've got the relationship between sort of white Americans and then the uh, Native Americans that have a, uh, what do they call it? Like a reserve reservation. Yeah. So it's like. And is that the title, is that what it refers to? The title Wind River? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, So there's, there's that relationship as well. So things are very, there's there's some, there's some tense moments and stuff. So, but yeah, this film was really good. There's some really dark, dark moments in this film. Really dark moments. Okay. It's also got uh, John Burfell, 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 Punisher, Punisher. I can't, I can't never say his surname, but yeah, yeah Punisher's in it as well. He's he's always dependable. He's always reliable. Very, he's very brilliant. good. Yeah, very good in this film. But yeah, it's it's I, when I saw this film in the cinema, it actually touched me. Oh no, it touched me because nice. some of the some of the some of the the uh, the scenes and what it leaves you with. There's yeah. a few uh, messages and stuff that it leaves you with, and I think one of the one of the uh, bits at the end of the film it says. Uh, I think was it this film? I think it was this film. It said that uh, there is no uh, d- database for missing Native American people in America or something like that. So if oh, someone goes missing, shit. there isn't like a database where the details are kept or something. So it's a bit weird, but yeah, it just sort of I think I think what what's going on with that? So yeah. it's just yeah, the film's really good, really well done. That is brilliant. No, I like that, and I wonder. So you know, we mentioned about the connection to Sicario. Yeah. I think it was written. The person who wrote Sicario has written this, right? Yeah, or yeah, directed yeah, yeah, yeah. No, written, written. Yeah, it's a good one. Good shout out for that one. I'll check that one out. And also, you've got another classic on here. Say hello to my little friend, Scarface. I mean, <laughs> oh my god, it's it's so weird. Like, I get so surprised when mm. I realise that it's only now just on streaming services. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's on there. So, so. Scarface made in I want to say eighty three, thirty five years. Yeah. 35 years this year it is yeah bloody hell so look I mean anniversary corner as well this yeah. is but I which uh, this 83 version is kind of like a, a remake of the 30s version there yeah was, yeah exactly you're right yeah there was a 30s version and I always remember Stone uh, 
Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone, because he he wrote he wrote this. He when he was wanted to make this movie, he always looked back to the thirties version. Okay. And he saw it, and he'd be like, "Yeah, you know what? It's such a great film. It's such a classic film, but it doesn't have the kind of the nastiness, mm, the grit, exactly." Yeah. So and apparently, I mean, whether or not this is true or not, but on when when he was researching the film, Oliver Stone, he would go on like drugs fuel benders oh, wow. out in Miami, like cocaine, so the whole thing. excuse, yeah? Yeah, basically the whole thing. <laughs> oh, I'm just doing research. <laughs> yeah. Sniffing yeah, away. Yeah, just research, it's cool. And, you know, and apparently he would, he would, he'd see these characters, these oh, real okay. like Tony Montana, like yeah. people over there, which to me in my head is like shit. And the greasy like, lawyer, Sean Penn, was it? <laughs> oh God, yeah, in uh, Carlita's way. Oh, that's yeah. Carlita's way. I was getting them mixed up. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's similar. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, yeah. It's similar as well. So yeah, so great out, sh- uh, great shout out for that one. If you haven't seen Scarface, I mean, go out, I mean, watch it. It's such a classic film. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't a hit when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't liked. Yeah. Which, which makes you think some of the films that come out now don't do well in the box office. Who knows in 10 years time, 20 years time, they could be massive, massive hits. Yeah. You know? the, the cult following is, is, is always happens afterwards. Exactly. So, you know, it's brilliant. So, okay. So talking about anniversary and talking about the whole 35 year things, I know you've got brilliant selection of films over here. So tell us what is on the anniversary corner. Yeah. So we're starting 10 years. So 2008 uh, and a film that, uh, was, you know, on, on its release, it was shrouded in mystery. Uh, even the title was hidden from the, the public. The trailer was. The trailer just dropped, and people were like, "What the heck is this?" Yeah. And we're talking about Cloverfield. I know. J.J. Abrams. Yeah. What an it's, amazing idea. Yeah, crazy. Literally, just opened up the whole universe. Even now, there's 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 been two. There was the Ten Cloverfield Lane, which I think is one of the best. Which I still haven't seen, by the way. Oh, great film. Yeah. And then they've on Netflix is the Cloverfield Paradox. Paradox. Yeah. Yeah. And is that a film or is that a, that's not a show, right? It's a film. It's a film, yeah, okay. yeah. And yeah. have you seen that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And does it all tie in? It ties in loosely, but okay. it ties in, yeah. Brilliant. So, yeah, and there's even a uh, word of other films being released that somehow tie in. Wow. So we'll see, we'll, we'll maybe see that in the future. Okay. But yeah, Cloverfield, great film in its time. Some people like it. Some people don't, but yeah. Uh, was, I know a lot of very, people who hated it. Yeah, because the camera was a bit too shaky for them. And I it think. was that whole found footage thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the payoff at the end was like I thought. I thought it was a really clever film yeah. uh, for for when it came out. Yeah, okay, exactly. so that's been ten years. Ten oh, years. Yeah. You know what? I've got to say, two thousand and eight. A lot of films came out. You know, was a great year for films. Yeah. I think Iron Man, Dark Knight. I mean, you know, it was it was all right. Yeah, it's, it's good. <laughs> uh, okay, so oh, I see it. Keeping it with the football. The football, yeah, yeah. We got to keep Tell it us football. About this we we got to. No one bends it like Beckham, you know. So uh, <laughs> bend it like Beckham, and yep. that's been what? How many years? Fifteen years. Oh, two thousand and three. God. Mm. Kira Knightley and uh, I can't remember the other girl's uh, name. Pa- Palminda Nagra. Palminda Nagra, yes. And so this basically launched the career of Kira Knightley. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. remember her in anything before this. Nah, neither do I. This just literally, right, it launched her career. I, mean, I still see that image of her in that kind of like tank top. That crop top type then, of thing. Yeah, like that. And, and you then, see a midsection, like yeah, abs and, then, and everything like that was brilliant. I know. And that. And they say I th- that she actually trained for, for this film. Yeah, she, the... Uh, and I think they trained in um in a, in ha- in a place not far from it, Hounslow. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they, so yeah. they trained over there and stuff. So yeah. I remember watching this film in the cinema, and it was it, uh, it just came out of nowhere. Mm. Like obviously, you know, it's a football film. So in England, people are so passionate about football, 
but a lot of people just think it's just a guy's game. Yeah. Okay. And you know, we, you know, women playing football, girls playing football, it's just not really the thing, you know, the thing to do. Mm. But then you throw in the cultural sensibilities of like an Asian family. Yeah. yeah. That mixes things up and mixes things up. But then you throw in a girl, an Asian yeah. girl. That's like a no-no all over the place, it's, isn't it? It's like, so you're battling so many different, like, you know, cultural stereotypes. You're showing mm. different sides of views brilliantly acted by you know a supporting cast and you know and it done the thing is it done really good business yeah it did and a lot of people yeah, were thinking that yeah. it wasn't going to do good business because who was going to watch yeah. this i think it, it, it uh it more than quadrupled oh, it, it, more it, than quadrupled it's uh you know. yeah exactly and I, sometimes i think to myself could they do like a sequel to this um who could have bend it like now <laughs> who bends it uh not Cristiano now. Yeah. That's, that, that's, I don't know who they who would they, who they'll do it of now. Yeah, but yeah. The, yeah. Or it could be still bending it like Beckham. Still bending it, you know. But the story now takes it. They're in America. Ah, oh, okay. Because you know, because okay. women's football in America is pretty big. Yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or as they say, soccer. Soccer. So bend it like Beckham. Okay, that's a great shout out. So that's uh, fifteen years. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got in there? Okay, twenty years. Nineteen ninety-eight. Gotcha. Godzilla. God. Godzilla. Godzilla, if you can't hear what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Godzilla. Is that scene? The the guy, the Japanese guy at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's how he says it. Yeah. That's how how it's meant to be said. That's how it's meant to be said. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a Japanese creation. Exactly. Exactly. So 1998, and this was uh, Matthew Broderick. That's right. Yeah. The French guy, Jean Jean Renaud. From Milk, from uh, Leon. From Leon, famously. Um, but yeah, yeah as, as... Also had Hank Azaria, who voices a lot the, of Simpsons. The cameraman. Yeah, he voices Simpsons. He, uh, uh, Apu. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's yeah, in a bit of yeah. uh, controversy at the moment with that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Godzilla, I remember watching this. I, I remember getting yeah. this on DVD as yeah. well. Remember that scene in the trailer where Godzilla's foot like lands on something and like... I the graphics, that. the graphics then were, <laughs> keep saying graphics, graphics. the special effects, <laughs> that's how you know I'm old, you know, <laughs> the graphics, the special effects were good, you know, 1998, they it was, were good. And that was, that was five years after Jurassic Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so great film. And then obviously they've made the, the 2014, uh, they've, they've, they've done the, uh, the most recent uh, version uh, directed by... Our friend, um, yeah, uh, Rogue One, Rogue One, and, <laughs> and Monsters, uh, and Monsters, one of your favourite films, actually. Yeah, um, and we're talking and trying to remember his name, <laughs> Gareth, Gareth Edwards. Gareth there you Edwards. go. Thank you. So yes, and, and that is going to be a, a world in itself. They're going to have uh, more Godzilla films. I think they're but gonna, what? So, but it's been four years. So what's happened with that one? It's in the works. I think there's been a few knockbacks and so on. But they, I think because they're trying to create something quite big, they're yeah. taking their time. They're trying to create, I think, uh, I think they're going to link it with God, Godzilla and King Kong or something. Oh, wow. Something's going to link, or so, you know, it's going to be some big uh, franchise born from that. And it had, had your man, um, what's his name? Oh, from uh, from Breaking Bad. No. Oh, yeah. He he was the dad, but who's yeah. the son? Oh, uh, the Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, something Taylor, Taylor Hall Taylor or Aaron Johnson. That's the one. I mean, yeah, that's the yeah, one. Yeah, so he's from Kick-Ass and everything. So yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's really good. Uh, so uh, that was uh, Godzilla. Uh, yeah. Okay. So next, nineteen ninety-three, twenty-five years. Wow. Cool runnings. runnings. Yep. So cool this is based runnings. on a true story. Exactly. And yes. they've just taken like you know a comedic, 
uh, stance to it and um, it's really interesting because it's a really popular film mm. uh, and a lot of people they don't realise that it's based on a true story exactly yeah yeah it is so a, a bob slaying t- a, a Jamaican bob slaying team yeah. like how does it even happen and also uh, John Candy yeah, 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 yeah. Plays the coach and everything yeah. like that. So I remember when um, I can't remember if I saw this in cinema. Probably not. I don't think I did see it in cinema. But I mean, um, I remember watching it later on, like on TV or DVD or something like that. And I just found it. I mean, I love John Candy. He was like really, really good. So yeah. the whole story, uh, them in the bobsleigh, you know, shivering them, like yeah, being yeah. shivering and stuff like that. I just thought it was really good. So that's what twenty five years. Yeah, twenty five years. Time flies. flies. Okay, and what else have we got in there? Yeah, so 1988, 30 years. We're going back now, we're going back now. So it's Beetlejuice, is it Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice? It's basically it three times. Home, home, home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Beetlejuice, so yeah, and Michael Keaton. Oh, this film, when I first saw this film, I was, I was quite young, but there, was, there were bits that were kind of scary, but it was funny at the same it time. it was dark. Exactly. The bit where they go into his actual... The, the 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 miniature creation yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was... Yeah, I but again, the makeup was really good, you know? Even now when you watch it, the film does stand up. Because I... So this was... Uh, so Batman, the first Batman, the mm. Tim Burton Batman was made year in... later, 80, 89. Sorry, 89. So this was before that. Yeah. So how do you cast Batman after seeing Beetlejuice? That's how you know the guy's diverse, you know? Yeah. Michael Keaton's diverse. Well, well can, exactly. And yeah. Tim Burton, he's got that... That mind, that hmm. he's he's a legend. He's he's like yeah. he's 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 really great. But watching this film, uh, and I sp- I saw it recently about two years ago, and I love it. It's just so dark. It's so funny. Winona Ryder's in it. Um, uh, what's his name? The one with the glasses. Oh, his name. I know you're talking about, but his name eludes me. He's he's he's, he's famous. His this guy is. He's me. got famous brothers. Uh, Alec, uh, Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Uh, one, that is, it. The, is it Alec Baldwin? Al- Alec Baldwin. Yeah, that's the yeah, one, yeah. Alec Baldwin, uh, looking really slim. Yeah, and Kim, Kim, Kim Bassinger. No, it's not Kim Bassinger. It's it uh, oh, Gordon Bennett. But we're te- but I should know this because I'm normally good with, with this sort of <laughs> shit. But okay, yeah. So, um, she was in The Fly, Andy McDowell. No, with Jeff Goldblum, she was she was in The Fly. Ah. Uh, Bollocks. Okay, so it's going to come to us. It's going to come to us. It's going to come to us. Okay. So, yeah. So, Beetlejuice, uh, I remember watching this film and, you know, it's it's funny when it's, you know, when it's supposed to be funny. It's dark when it's supposed to be dark. I mean, who comes up with this idea? It's just like, there's talk of death in there. Yeah. You know, what happens to you in the afterlife? You know, can you still have a life after that? Yeah. And a lot of these themes that Tim Burton um, shows us in the film, they come up in his other films as well, like mm. in Edward Scissorhands. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The night, be- uh, a night be before Christmas and yeah. things like that. So it's a really good film. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Gina Davis. <laughs> Gina Davis. Where have you been, Gina? Bloody hell. <laughs> But also, in Beetlejuice, there's that bit on the dinner table when they have that song. Uh, uh, they like, come yeah, around me. That's, oh, that's that brilliant. was wicked. That was wicked. Absolutely brilliant. That was um, wicked. Gina Davis, there's a film, I'm not sure if you remember this, but Gina Davis acted with uh, Samuel Jackson. Oh, yeah. Uh, Long Kiss Goodnight. Heavy film. That yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Rennie Harlan, who directed uh, one of the Die Hard films, I think. Oh, I think okay, so. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Beetlejuice, and last yeah, but not last least. One. So 35 years, yeah, 1983. This is bad. Return of the Jedi. Oh, Lord. Yes, Return of the Jedi. 35 is, years ago. 
So this is yeah, crazy. And, and this film is still, it still holds up really well. It, it does. Yeah. still does. When, you know, he, he came back a bit older, you know, he was, he's, 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 Wiser. he's all, yeah, he was all just sort of like, with the cloak. Yeah, exactly. I Mysterious. Just loved, you know, the whole confident. mystery behind the Jedi. Um, yeah. So, and, and now when I think back now, I think, oh shit. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, he's not in him. He's, well, he's not, his physically, he's not going to mm. be in the films because but he, as a Jedi, you know, physically, that's just one part of your form, but you live on, you know, I guess you, like, you'd be like a hologram, like Yoda all the time and just speak. Yeah. Like a tunnel in a, in, in a, in a supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> Clean up on our four. <laughs> Clean up on our four, young Padawan. <laughs> that could be a good film. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? what? Okay, one thing, right? Wouldn't this be a great idea? All right, check this out, right? So you've got obviously Star Wars, you've got the Jedis, you've got the whole force. But what if you transported all of that into modern day, like Earth? Yeah. Like, 2018 and you've got jedis who don't know they're jedis but the power awakens yeah and you might have someone working in tesco and who one day is just like feels the force (laughs) (laughs) devout write that Uh, write that short film first written (laughs) write that okay and that reminds me do you remember the short film that josh trank made on youtube no the director of yeah, of a uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Fantastic two, Four. and uh, the one with the moving things around with their their mind or whatever it yeah. is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> how, do you know how he got? Tell me, you know how he got that gig. Oh. Tell me, you've seen the short film? No, I haven't. Bro, what short film is this? Bro, it's on YouTube. Right? Okay, so Josh Trank, he's working out in LA. He needs to make. He's he's working as an editor. He needed to make a name for himself because yeah. he wanted to become a film director he says fuck it i'm gonna do it myself youtube's built you know getting bigger and bigger and bigger i'm gonna put a movie out there so the setup is this kids they're at a party they're drinking they're playing games one one starts pushing uh, another person and they're like yeah look fuck you fuck this but like come outside let's yeah. go have a fight they go outside they pull out lightsabers oh is it and they start fighting each other and then boom it stops Oh, no, I ain't seen that. Based on that, yeah, he got fucking um, pro- not project. Uh, I know the film with uh, Michael B. Jordan when they're yeah. moving things around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but they damn. go into the cave, and that's how his career started. Ah, oh, oh, wicked. Yeah, it's really it's so oh, simple. Man. Yeah, because you're thinking, where's this? Where's but this I guess going? The execution must have been right, and this the the, produ- the production value it's, and all it, of that exactly. And like you think, oh, there's just going to be kids just go out of fight, but they yeah. start pulling out the Chronicle, lightsabers. Chronicle, that's a film. Chronicle. Chronicle. Yeah. So the implication is this: that in modern day Earth, yeah, we've got Jedi's people oh. with lightsabers fighting amongst Can you us. One like in Subway, like cutting your. Your twelve inch to a six inch, and like, <laughs> oh, cheese, let me just get my melted. lightsaber out. And <laughs> cheese melted, pull it on the lightsaber. Zzz. Take a second rather than putting it in that that grill thingy. That'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, okay, so thanks for those films, Devout Anniversary Corner. I, l- I always love uh, you know talking about anniversary films because it just kind of we you, we always come up with some yeah, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right, so now we're moving on to today's reviews and shall we go, let's go with Tag first. Okay, yeah, yeah let's go with Tag. Let's go first, with tag. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, I never saw this film, so you're going to have to fill in the fill in the gaps for me. We yep. already know it's got Jeremy Renner. Yeah. We know that it's uh, he's got he's supported by uh, like a host of other yeah. big name uh, yeah. Uh, actors. Yeah. So tell us about it. Yeah, so uh, Tag is actually based on a true story. 
actually shut the front door. Tag is based on a true story. Yeah. Uh, and it actually pays it off at the end, uh, at the credits. You see the original people <laughs> playing tag and they're like in what? their 50s and they're like really old. And they started this when they were in school and so on. There's a priest there as well. And all these different guys that like, you'll see clips of them like going shopping with their wife or whatever and then one will get tagged and <laughs> it's like this game's been going on for 23 years oh my gosh yeah it's crazy so uh but yeah so the film uh is yeah it's literally as it says on the tin these a group of it's just guys i think five guys so jeremy renner's character uh oh, i can't remember the guy's name but he's few, in the office yeah a few guys that you've seen around and so you've got hannibal the, the, the comedian guy uh and a few other people what's his name uh, the one from uh I can't remember his name now, but he's he was in that that show with the he was the marketing uh, TV show, and it's like a old school type show. He wears a suit. Uh, you, you know the guy I'm talking about. Uh, tall, dark. John Ham. That's the one. John Ham. Yeah. From uh, that, that show that I was talking about, the marketing show. Mad Men. Mad Men. That's the one. <laughs> marketing show. Ed Helms. <laughs> Ed Helms. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, Rashida Jones. Yes, yes, yes. She's in Quincy it. Jones's daughter. Yes, yeah. So, and uh, also uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's uh, missus is in it as oh, well. she's in it as well. Okay. Uh, Isla Fisher. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's a great film. So great, great cast. They're really, they're all funny. But the, the whole film is about trying to get Jeremy Renner's character. He has never been tagged <laughs> in all these years. So, you know, the film, they start off young, but I mean, that's not, that's not the main part of the film. Literally, it's all about them when they're older. Yeah. And uh, Jeremy Renner's character is going to get married and his wife-to-be says, okay, so during the wedding, during, you know, this, you, you can't bring tag into this. I know you guys are serious. Don't bring tag in. Don't ruin my day. So that day's off guards. And uh, so that, that day's off the menu. And then, so apart from that, they're trying to tag Jeremy Renner. He's so untaggable. He's, he's, he is literally like Hawkeye in this film. He's untouchable. Yeah. He can do all kinds of moves. I think he's like some sort of fitness instructor. He can he can jump. He can twist. He can he can uh, like avoid things. He can throw knives, and it just sort of gets your collar. He can do all sorts. So the film, a lot of the film is like the the the, the rest of the guys trying to tag him, and he's just uh, he's he's wicked. But. Uh, as the film goes on, uh, it goes towards his. Uh, I don't know. If I, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil. I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. I'm, what I'm going to do is tell you a bit about what happens in in the story loosely. But uh, yeah, so obviously the wedding happens, and <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to say. It. <laughs> but but uh, during the wedding, yeah, obviously it was meant to be. You know, no tag during the wedding, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can't help themselves but yeah so basically uh, uh after the wedding things happen <laughs> i'm laughing you know there's what you know, i'm laughing at there's one scene in this film that is my favorite scene and it's a scene uh where they try and tag jamie renner's character this is the only spoiler you're gonna get but it's not gonna really spoil the whole film for you where uh, they go to a forest or he leads them into the forest and he imitates Predator. Yeah, so he imitates Predator. Uh, you know how in Predator, uh, when Arnold Schwarzenegger was trying to uh, capture the Predator, he sets these traps. You get the, the, the tree log. 
with that tree log that comes down and swings. You get that in it. Yeah. That gets someone, you get that kind of uh, the net from the ground. When someone steps on a, a trap, the net gets them. <laughs> That's in it. And just, there's these. these I, they, can, I can picture it all in my head. <laughs> yeah. He gets these guys to go to the forest and like help him. Like he hires these guys. And even the guys that he gets look like characters from the Predator. <laughs> and then the team that go, he's like his friends that try and catch him in the woods. They start mimicking scenes from the Predator. Like, you know, you get the, there's a guy who's, uh, I'm going to have me some fun. I'm going to have me some fun. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> the dark skin, the dark skin guy, the ball guy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Hannibal, who's, who's uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of his friends, he starts he to like he's, he starts to like imitate that a bit. I gotta watch it just for and that. <laughs> it's just like it's just mad. Okay. It's mad. I think someone even says, "Oh, we're all gonna die" or something. It's like someone says, "Get to the get to the chopper." chopper. Something happens. It's mad, but yeah, that scene there okay. is worth the whole film. Yeah, but yes, I'm not gonna spoil the, the end. But yeah, the Jeremy Renner's character he's hard to tag. Okay. But this film is funny from start to finish. It's a funny film. And and seeing. Jeremy Renner in a comedic role, does he pull it off? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, he does. Yeah, he's because because I know the other guys, Ed Helms and Rashida Jones, they they've all done kind of comedy before. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just thinking, he, he comes from like you mentioned Wind River, which I'm not, I'm assuming is it's not a uh, comedy, serious. is it? Yeah, 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 yeah serious yeah, woman. Yeah. He's done Hurt these Locker big as well and all sorts. Yeah, so he does it. He he does it well, right? Yeah, yeah, he does it well. Yeah, but okay. his character, it's like I think the, the rest of the guys are more the funny ones. He's like he plays it straight. Yeah, he's kind of straight and serious with his 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 tagging or not not getting tagged. Yeah, that he doesn't really need to be the funny guy. Okay, just what he does and how he eludes them. That's sure. funny enough. Okay, brilliant. Okay, that's interesting. So, so. I'm gonna check. Well, um, I think it's still in the it's still in the cinema. Yeah, yeah, right? it just came out last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, it did. So, so yeah, so it's number four. Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna try so. and watch that one. Brilliant. And it's not open for a tag two, is it? I don't, I don't know. Cause I, I don't, think, I, I, I'm always weary. Like, you know, nowadays. I don't think so. I don't a, think so. A lot of, but I think a lot of kind of the big wigs, the, the, the executives, they want franchises. They want a trilogy at least, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So if they could get a tag two out of it, maybe who knows if it does really well. I don't mm. know. We'll see what it fares like in, in next week's box office top 10. Okay. So moving on a film that we, that I have seen, uh, and obviously Deval, you've seen this as well. A film that we, we want to talk about now is Sicario 2 Soldado. Yes. Sicario 1 was heavy. You know what? I just got to say one uh, thing. I absolutely love Sicario. Emily Blunt is not, not just Emily Blunt, but the whole, the, the, the main three players in yeah, that film. Yeah. So we've got Benicio del Toro. We've got Josh Brolin, yeah. Emily Blunt. You had in the first one, you had a uh, guy from uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, uh, f- uh, get from, out, yeah, yeah from yeah, Get yeah, Out yeah. and yeah. Um, Avengers. Yep. And yeah, Black Panther. Black yeah, Panther. He was in it. But also, you also had the Punisher in it as well. Yes, he was in it. Oh my, he's, damn! Yeah, this guy is—he's brilliant. He—he's yeah. he, really good. Yeah. He could so, be in Halo. So as well. to go back there. Yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> so, so, so let's just go back a step, uh, if you don't mind. So 2015, Sicario was, came out, it was written by Taylor Sheridan mm. or Sheridan Taylor. One of them. It's one of those. <laughs> and directed by Denis Villeneuve, is it Villeneuve? Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Yeah. The, okay. The French Canadian. French Canadian director. Yeah. He also done Blade Runner 20. 2046. Uh, 49. 2049. <laughs> but also, he did another sci-fi classic. 
Oh, uh, uh, Arrival. Arrival. That film there, for me, is one of the one of the greatest sci-fi films. I think it would be t- top 10 for me. It's so brilliant. So, so when I saw this, so, right, Denis, Sicario, 2049, yeah. and Arrival. He's already made three classic films. Heavy. Yeah, he's already Heavy. made three classic films, right? Okay, so... Sicario has it's like a saga isn't it yeah it's this it's the, the way that I think they are taking this film is into making not kind of a trilogy but like a saga they want to show different kind of perspectives and I really 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 liked Sicario great performances from Emily Blunt Benicio mm. Del Toro yep. Josh Brolin and here we have three years later Sicario part two Soldado I want to speak to you about the title of the of the film yeah. Soldado yeah. Soldier Soldier Ooh. so the film it takes off uh, or it, it starts off in Mexico they've shifted over to kind of you know what there's no money in the drugs anymore it's more about shifting people people yeah so the film starts off in Mexico where the camera and us, we follow a helicopter following or looking for people crossing over from the Mexican border mm. into the US. Yeah. And, you know, it started off uh, interesting. You know, the camera angles I thought was really good. You set at night and I thought, oh, this is kind of, this is edgy. This is dark. This is kind of exciting what we're going to see over here. And there was a twist, which I wasn't expecting. Mm. And I think... I can mention this because it, they, they mentioned this in the trailer. Amongst all these people trying to cross from the Mexican border into the US is a terrorist. Mm, yeah. I'm not going to mention what happens to the terrorist. Suffice it to say, some bad shit happens. <laughs> and then Josh Brolin, Matt Garver, I think his name is, he gets involved. Yeah. He wants to find out how the terrorists are, are moving in from uh, Mexico into the US. Yeah, yeah. So, directed by an Italian filmmaker who mm. is famous for working on an Italian TV show called Gamora. Oh, yeah, yeah. That comes on Sky Atlantic, yeah. Stef- I think his name is Stefano Soliano, written by Taylor Sheridan, who wrote Sicario, mm-hmm. stars Josh Brolin, Benicio Del Toro, and controversially, or interestingly, without Emily Blunt. Mm. So, we don't focus on her character anymore, but we do focus on the two people from um, uh, the first part. So Matt Garver, he gets involved and he wants to find out why the terrorists are coming into the US via via Mexico. Yeah. So this opens up a whole can of worms. Yeah. And this whole kind of this this idea of right, we've got to stop this, we've got to try and put a stop on the terrorists from coming in, but also we gotta create a problem for the cartels because the cartels are the ones who are bringing them over. Yeah. So what I thought was, it's got some really, really, really interesting themes going on in the film and especially current themes. So, you know, like at the moment, Donald Trump in America, he is got this thing up his ass about separating families. If, mm. you've, if you've come over illegally, yeah, taking the parents away. And in this movie, there is a storyline. There's a plot line about a, a Mexican is separated from, from her family. Mm, yeah. So I just thought to myself, so Taylor Sheridan, he's written a really political film. Yeah. And this goes back to Wind River. Yeah. You know, you said about the whole Native American, yeah, uh, yeah. the experience. I think in a lot of the work that he does, he he weaves in the political uh, scenarios. So there's immigration, there's terrorism, there's the separation of families, there's this whole divide of, you know, the border. Mm. What's on that side should stay on that side. And what's on our side, we need to protect. Yeah. In terms of a general overall overall plot, I thought there were some plot holes, but on the whole, I thought this was a cracking film. 
Okay. Not as good as... I was just going to say, do you think it was better than the first one? Not or? as good as the first one, okay. because that was so raw. Like, I I, I kind of really felt for Emily Blunt's character where she didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, she got yeah. taken, she was taken for a ride yeah. and she was in a man's world. And a lot of those things, themes are carried over into this film. So I would say there's a few plot, plot holes, but on the whole, I would say it's still a cracking film. And I've got to say one thing to you, Deval. I've read some of the reviews uh, online and a lot of these re- film reviewers, they're so sniffy, really what do sniffy. You mean? Sniffy as in like like this... one star reviews, two star reviews. Oh, okay. And I personally think they they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know the idea behind what they were trying to say. Okay. So for me, when I saw it, I thought to myself, okay, the director wants to show, or the writer wants to show that look, you know, we do have this border we with Mexico, mm. and instead of showing them to be kind of you know the problem, make them become part of the solution. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of the reviews that I read were like, okay, it wasn't really necessary. You know, uh, they should have just left Sicario as it was. But me personally, I wanted to find out what happens to Benicio del Toro. I okay. wanted to find out what happens to Josh Brolin. How those two characters who are so entrenched in in kind of the war on drugs how are they going to solve some of the issues and there's a really brilliant line in the film where Josh Brolin is pissed off about something and he's like well you know and he's talking to one of his seniors played by Catherine Keener and uh, who was in Get Out and he's like well look how's everything how are you supposed to change if, if we're going to kind of like you know if you're not going to do anything and Catherine Keener turns around and says you know what? You've been in the game too long if you think that we're going to change anything. <laughs> and I just thought that was just so telling. So you've got these characters, they've been doing it for a really long time and their game is that if you want to get results, you need to get your hands dirty. Yeah. And that's what he's there for, isn't it? I think when, when, when I guess, when shit hits the fan and when things have to happen yeah. off the books. Yeah. You need to get your hands dirty. He's the guy that takes his team into getting, you know, getting things done, getting your hands dirty. But it's almost as if like the US, the US government, oh no, this ain't us. This isn't us. This is some, you know, some offshoot uh, mercenary team, nothing to do with us. So yeah. it's it's mad. But yeah, I think, I think his whole, I think, yeah, you're right, man. I did like the film. Yeah. Uh, and there were a couple of things that happened that, I don't know, I, I kind of felt, mm, kind of, even one thing, one technical thing that I noticed. Yeah, okay, tell um, me, yeah. I, I don't know, it's weird, but there was a, there was a, a scene where uh, the young, uh, the young Mexican boy, or yeah. teenager, yeah. was chatting to the guy that's like a, in the gangs or whatever. And yeah. they were sitting by the river, I think. And uh, the guy had, had his sunglasses on his head. Yeah. And I could see the crew in his sunglasses. <laughs> F-O, really? I, I could see... In his sunglasses, I could see like people. Yeah, and I, I just that, saw it, it. You know what? That would piss me off. Yeah, I saw it. And I was like, "Is that maybe? I don't know. What, maybe I could be wrong. If someone can say no, it wasn't people. It was trees or something. Yeah, I, okay. I was shut up, and I was I was so sorry. Yeah, but I swear I could see people in his sunglasses. Okay, and I was like, "Is that really happening? Is that?" <laughs> <laughs> it just sort of took me out of it a little bit. But yeah. apart from that, I mean, yeah, I mean. I don't know. Yeah, the uh, yeah, I, I I did like uh, Benito de Toro's character. Yeah, uh, but I kind of feel like I don't know. I kind of feel like he he's such a gangster. He's such a gangster. Exactly. I don't I don't think even I don't think that the situation in this film was even on his level. No, he's he's on some next level. He they should bring him out when like re- they really need him. But yeah, no, it's like like. <clears throat> 
he, the, what I just thought was he he's he doesn't speak much, does he? No, 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 no. He, he no. doesn't have much uh, uh, like much dialogue in the film, but he says a lot with his face. Yeah, yeah. And Benicio del Toro, he's one of those actors where he he his, his emotions you can see what he's possibly thinking. Yeah. So he does he says very little but shows a lot. Yeah. And for anyone who hasn't seen the first one, I'll just give you a bit of a backstory. His family was murdered by the cartels. Yeah. So even in Sicario 1, you don't see that. It's alluded to. So he's carrying the weight of that mm. on his shoulders. Mm. And that's why he's in this game. Yeah. Because he he basically wants revenge. Exactly. This base for a prequel there, you know. That this would be for something. for a prequel there, you know. Yeah. What was he doing beforehand? Yeah. Benicio yeah. del Toro. Yeah, that's actually a good yeah. one. So he's got this kind of thing. And you can see that Benicio del Toro and Josh Brolin, they have a close relationship. Yeah. So Josh Brolin, he he flies out to Colombia. He's in Bogota. Benicio del Toro is in mm. like in Bogota, and yeah. like you know, <laughs> they they have this kind of like this meeting together. And Josh Brolin's like, "Listen, get ready. Yeah. We need you. Uh, we need you to do something. You need to get your hands dirty because yeah. we're going to be killing. Yeah. We're basically going to be starting a war. Yeah. So they <laughs> shift out to Mexico. There's a whole kind of thing where you know Benicio del Toro does something to instigate something. And then we see the story unfold even more. Yeah. And for me, that wasn't the most important thing. You know, the the kind of the instigating, you know, the reason why they're there. Mm. I was more interested in kind of the relationship, like, you know, what he's, you know, how his character develops. Mm. And I've got to say in, in this movie, he um, he's basically in charge of a little girl, right? Yeah. Who Who he needs to get over to the U.S., because she's a really, really important person. And I, I, I kind of felt whilst watching this movie, he started to care for this girl mm, yeah. in some sort of way because yeah. his child yeah. was murdered. Yeah. So I thought, you you know, you see this relationship uh, build. He doesn't say it explicitly. Yeah. And there's a part of him which doesn't uh, really probably want to admit it. Mm. But you could see there was some sort of connection there which I thought was really interesting. There's a scene where the two of them, they're in Mexico, out in the middle of nowhere, and they come across uh, a deaf person. I got to say to Devour, you know what? I absolutely loved that yeah, scene. Yeah, I know what you mean. It yeah. was so heartfelt. Yeah. And we had just moments before that, we'd seen this kind of like shootout. Yeah. Loads of action, loads of guns firing. It was quite full on. And then for it just to then meander into this one scene yeah. where Benicio del, del Toro is communicating with a deaf person in sign language, yeah. I thought was fucking brilliant. <laughs> I loved it. I really, really loved that. It really touched me. Yeah. So it's got these moments in there which I like, oh, wow, this is deep. A second thing that I just want to quickly mention is the relationship between Josh Brolin and Benicio del Toro. These people, they have history. Mm. They've been in this game for a long time. There's a scene where Josh Brolin has to cut Benicio del Toro loose. Yeah. And I was like, nah, you can't do this. You can't, you can't do this to my man. Mm. You cannot do this to my man. But what was Benicio del Toro's uh, response? He was like, you do what, what you got to do. do. Yeah. He, cause he understood it. Yeah. But there's one thing he's telling him that, but he's also saying, but you know me, yeah? <laughs> you know what's going to happen when you come to me, yeah? You do what you got to do, but you step to me, boy. Boy. Yeah? So, so, something's going to happen. Okay, so Soldado, uh, so, so Sicario, who is the, sol now, it's called Soldado, soldier. Mm, yeah. 
out of all those characters, who is the soldier? It could be Josh Brolin. Yeah. He's working, for, he's a soldier for his government. It's, it could be Benita Del Toro, who's yeah. a soldier as well too. He's a, almost like a slave to his own like revenge. Yeah. It could be the, the, the young gangbanger, the, yeah. the Mexican guy uh, that we meet. Yeah. He could be the new soldier. So there's, it's got all these kind of like yeah. different layers. Exactly. Um, and I think they are, they are soldiers in their own respects at different points in their careers. Uh, I think once uh, everyone watches the film, they'll see what we're talking about. But a soldier doesn't always carry a gun. You know, a soldier, uh, the purpose of a soldier is to, they're a piece of a greater war. To serve. Exactly, to serve. So, you know, you, you can see it how you want to see it. You know? Yeah. Um, a, lo- a lot of people criticise the movie because they don't show, obviously, Mexican people in a good light mm. because we're, all the Mexicans that you see, yeah. well, the majority of the Mexicans that you see, they're basically, they're, they're, they're drug pushers. They they kidnap people. Yeah. They, they are- Illegal immigrants. Illegal stuff. immigrants. Yeah. So, which, which I kind of get, but I, I think there is kind of like a bit of a balance where you see Mexican people, but they are strong, like the girl in the mm, movie. Mm. She's a strong female character. Yeah. Although she's young, she's strong. She sees all this kind of uh, violence and she sees all this stuff going on around her. Mm. But she doesn't cower. She she's like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm gonna take like make decisions on my own type of thing. So obviously, human trafficking is abhorrent. It's yeah. it's, it's absolutely like you know one of the most disgusting things. But we have to face up to the fact that it's reality. Exactly, it, ha- it happens like all over the place. Yeah. But we need to look at why this is happening. What is going on in in America in mm. Mexico? Sorry, where the cartels are ru- they run things over there? Mm. Yeah. So it's social economic. Uh, differences and socioeconomic challenges that people face, I think, in different parts of the world. Yeah. And if uh, if one country is deemed to be more attractive in that you can get a job and you know have, have a living, raise your family, send money home, and so on, uh, then people will look to go to that place by any means and look after their family. People don't want to go just for the just for the sake of it. You yeah. know, they want to go because they have to. And uh, I think that's the bottom line, you know, really. Yeah. Um, I think like people are desperate and yeah, they'll do anything, yeah, exactly. like, you know. So, you know, as a movie, I think it does work because we, uh, the, the characters are developed. We learn about, you know, what happens to Benito Del Toro's, mm. uh, you know, his character, Josh Brolin, how he's kind of, you know, conflicted in certain ways. And also we see, you know, a... Uh, a, a, a new member a new soldier of the cartel mm, yeah and how kind I, of I, I can probably Benicio probably sees himself in the young boy or he, he, he he's seeing that he could be that someone could take over his role because he's, he's going to get old isn't it someone needs to take over exactly you know but when, when the guys see like the relationship we're talking about and seeing where that comes from and how it it looks to end. It's, yeah. it's quite surprising. It, it, it is quite surprising. So, <laughs> I, I, you know, and, and the other kind of thing that I would say is the music, the score. Yeah. Uh, it's like this deep, haunting, yeah, 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 droning yeah, yeah, yeah. music. Yeah. It carries over from Arrival, from Sicario 1, even uh, Blade Runner. It's all quite similar. In and it just, the tension is just getting built yeah. up, built up, built yeah. up, built up. So I thought that was really great. The cinematography, I think, is absolutely fantastic. Um, the cinematographer on this film was, I, I think his, Dar- his name is Darius, I think his name is. And he's 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 been the cinematographer on a lot of okay. my favourite films. 
Sicario, even mm. the first one. He's on Pirates of the Caribbean. He's like, oh. you know, he's you know, he's he's really really talented. Uh, and I thought the look of the film is is great as well. Like you know, Mexico looks bleak. Yeah, it yeah, just looks yeah, barren. Yeah. The, the, there's kind of not a lot going on. A lot of the film is shot in the evening, and it's just kind of you know it's not a kind of happy place is it yeah like when you exactly. see mexico like when i saw mexico i was like shit this is like you know it, it's not a place where it's like where i'm dying to go and see mexico city mm, mm. i'm not i'm not dying to go there like when you look at it in the film but the way it's been filmed mm. it's been filmed in realism mm, exactly so yeah. that does make me want to go see yeah. it <laughs> uh, make, make me want to go and visit i will go to cancun though i ain't going to the <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to the Mexico City and then they need to car your shootouts oh in. man and, and some of that shit like you know that we, that we see it, it, it is commonplace it does happen that's what they, yeah that's what yeah. I hear yeah you know things like uh, you know they, they cut people's heads off and, and hang them on, the, on, on on bridges and on stuff. bridges you know nah mate exactly nah, so mate. No, you know that all that, that stuff does happen and the whole you know fights between the cartels that is that, that's an everyday occurrence mm. So, you know, so, some, like, like I said, put aside some of the plot holes, you know, uh, you know, the, the terrorism part of it, which mm. I wasn't entirely convinced about, put that aside. I still think it's a cracking film, great cinematography, great directing, great mm. acting. You get to learn more about these characters and the, and you see some new strong characters. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I think if you, you know, I think it's definitely worth watching and you've got yeah. to watch it if you've seen Sicario the exactly. first one. Exactly. you got to, you got to. And... Like I said before, uh, when I was reading up on this, they they are developing a third third okay. part as well. I'm, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think they probably want to make to, you know have a conclusion to this. Mm. And like I said before, it's kind of uh, uh, it's like a saga, isn't it? Yeah. A nice little trilogy. Exactly. Up. So yeah. So, yeah. How, so, how many bullets would you give it? <laughs> I swear <laughs> to gonna God, I was going to say exactly no, the same thing. <laughs> I I shit you not. How I swear to God. How many bullets? You know what? I would probably give this. So Sicario <laughs> 1, I would give that eight and a half, yeah, almost yeah. bordering I'll nine say, bullets. I'd say, yeah. This is going to be a bit less than that. So this is probably about seven, uh, I'd probably say about seven, seven and a half bullets. Siete? Siete. Yeah, Muy seven. bien, well. <laughs> so siete balas for me. So seven, seven and a half bullets. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, think, it's good film. It's definitely I'll give worth it watching. seven. I'll give it seven for me. Yeah. yeah. It's good film, good, but not better than the first. No. No, I don't nah. think, you, I mean, no, <laughs> the first one's classic. Exactly. Okay, so those are our film reviews for, for this week. Uh, I thought we could now move on to Hidden Gems. Mm. And there are two films which are similar in, um, in kind of, you know, in their theme. And I thought I'd keep it in line with the whole footy, what's going on uh, yeah, in, in yeah. England right now, because everyone is just celebrating. Everyone's really, really happy. Yep. So the first film that I want to mention is a film called Looking for Eric, which is a 2009 Anglo-French production mm. directed by Ken Loach. Okay. So Looking for Eric is an independent film, low budget, and I think it went under the radar, even mm. in this country, it went under the radar. It was, it, it premiered at like Cannes Film Festival or something like that. And if you, if you have a look online, it's not kind of considered as Ken one of Ken Loach's like best films okay but it's uh, a Ken Loach film which is l like lighter so it's one of mm. his lightest films it's okay. got elements of comedy in there 
Looking for Eric is a story about a man who's struggling with possibly depression. Okay. Okay. So with mental issues, he's struggling with uh, looking after his family, his stepchildren. He's divorced twice. His kids are getting into gangs and possibly selling drugs. He's a postman who's not really kind of happy in his life. But the one thing that does bring him joy is the beautiful game. Okay. Is football. And he's a big Manchester United fan. Okay. So the story progresses and he finds weed that his son is, is he going to sell? Is he going to become a seller? Is he going to become a drug dealer? It's, 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 we don't know yet. And he finds this weed and one day his friend, one of his friends says, hey, look, you know what? Just, just chill out, relax. Why don't you just smoke the weed? (laughs) (laughs) And he, he, he smokes the weed. And after he smokes the weed, he has this kind of like out of body experience where he starts having conversations with a foot Manchester United, uh, a legend in this country, Eric Cantona. Oh, is that what happens? <laughs> it is just like absolutely amazing. And when you see Eric Cantona in this movie, so Eric, Eric Cantona is like, uh, for people who don't know, he, you know, he's he, he's a legend at Manchester yeah, United, yeah. Uh, and he's such a he's one of the, the these characters in 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 the Premier League in, in football where he just lights up the screen. Whatever mm. he says, you listen to it. Not everything he says makes sense. Mm. But he was so good on the pitch yeah. and the things that he did on the pitch, he's like people, he, he's, he's just like kind of, like even for me as, as an Arsenal fan, like whenever <laughs> I used to see some of the goals, when I saw some of the goals that he, like, you know, he scored, I was just like, wow, he's, this guy's great. You know, a bit of a temper and everything, but you know, he's good. So he pops up in this film and he, um, he's, he's, he plays Eric's, so Eric Cantona plays Eric, the dad. Yeah. He plays his, he's almost oh, like- they're both called Eric? They're both called Eric. Oh, okay. Uh, and the film's called Looking for Eric. So it could be, you, you, you could even say he's yeah. actually looking for himself. Yeah, yeah. He's looking for answers for himself. But it, those answers or, or that mental confusion manifests itself in Eric Cantona. So Eric has problems with his, with his, uh, with his daughter, with his sons, you know, with his job and, you know, generally on his life, he doesn't know what's going on. So Eric Cantona is there to kind of guide him, help him, give him advice, tell him to do this and tell him to do that. So where everything is so confused, uh, in his real life, the one place where he does find joy and kind of like, you know, beauty is in, in the football and the film is, it, there's four or five scenes where he has conversation with Eric Cantona. And, you know, there's, there's one memorable scene where he's a postman, he's delivering post. And he says to Eric, Eric just kind of, Eric Cantona pops up and he says, Eric says to Eric Cantona, so uh, Eric, tell us about your, the, the one goal. Like, what was the one goal that, you know, that you remember the most that kind of made you aware of how great you are? And Eric Cantona, he, um, he goes on, he starts talking about the, and he, and he says, it wasn't a goal, it was a pass. Oh. And they show that, yeah. that, 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 uh, that pass in the, um, in the film. I just thought it was brilliant. I just thought, you know, with the World Cup going on, with yeah. England doing so well, I just thought I want to mention this film because it's, it, it's, it's not a film about football, but it has football in it. Yeah. But it's about a, a man's struggle to deal with the issues that he's got. And though, and the way that he helps himself is to kind of manifest Eric mm, Cantona. Mm. So, if you haven't seen this film, hopefully I've done it justice by k- kind of like telling you exactly what it's like. But it's really interesting. It's a low budget film directed by Ken Loach. It's got some really great moments in there, and you've got to see Eric Cantona. You know, he, he, him on screen, I think, is, is is always always good. 
The second film that I want to mention is another football-related film out in 2009, but this time it's based on uh, a real-life person, uh, Brian Clough. Mm. And this film is called The Damn United. So this film follows a football manager here in England, uh, uh, sorry, who was a football manager here in England, and the 44 days that he was in charge of Leeds United. 44 days, that's it? 44 days. It wasn't days. Brian Clough, uh, oh, Nottingham Forest, didn't he win Champions League twice or something? Or the after, European after, Cup? After his stint at uh, Leeds, because mm. he basically got sacked, he left after those 44 days, yeah. he went on to Nottingham Forest. Oh, he went there afterwards? He went there oh, afterwards. Okay, okay. And then he basically just went and went and went to won the European Cup and he took Nottingham Forest to like glory days, basically. Mm. But this film is, it, it obviously has football in it, but it's not about football. It's, it's, it's a character kind of study about how, you know, one person who thinks he knows it all, mm. he who thinks that he, he can bring out the best in people and I just thought it was a cracking piece of filmmaking and brilliant acting by Martin Sheen. Yeah, yeah. Martin yeah. Sheen, you you may remember him from Underworld. Yeah, from yeah. Isn't he with Kate Beckinsale? Kate Beckinsale. Oh, man. How do you do that? Man. Like, I know. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and he doesn't look like Brian Clough, mm, mm. but it's the mannerisms. Okay. It's, he, he brings the mannerisms to the role and I thought he was brilliant. So you see the story... You know, Don Revy, who was the manager of, of Leeds United, he gets the England job. He goes off. Brian Clough comes in mm. and he starts bringing his kind of way of managing people, managing teams, the way he wants to play football. And the team, they just basically hate him. Mm, yeah. They're like, who's this guy? Who's, who's this like basically this wanker just coming in, you know, taking over, telling us to do this. Under Don Revy, we were winning games and we were winning games. So he he loses he loses the team. He loses the dressing room. He loses the dressing oh. room. Timothy Spall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Plays his assistant coach. Ah. Yeah. So this film is about his relationship with his assistant coach as well. So okay. I just think you know I've mentioned I this see, before. I can see uh, Tim, Timothy Spall as well in like a footbally coachy kind of role. He kind of looks the part. Exactly. Exactly. So this film is about kind of a relationship, you know, that you have with other people around you and about how you get people on your side. Yeah. So I think it's, it, is, it is a cracking film. And if you love your foot films, you're, you're going to love it as well. But also, if you're not a fan of football, go out and watch this yeah. because... I need to watch them. I, I haven't seen them. I, I think I, I need to watch both because I, I like the, the selection as well because they're both made in the same year. Like, I don't know what happened in that time I can't remember I know there wasn't any football of, uh, football tournaments in that year 2006 was the World, World Cup. Cup 2008 would have been the Euros and then 2010 would have been the World Cup, Cup. again yeah no 2012 sorry or I'm getting it wrong basically there was nothing in that year <laughs> in that year so I don't know where it came from but two yeah legendary and, and type you, and fo- uh, uh, Deval you know your football yeah you, you know your like you know your stuff so it, it's they're not like purely football films yeah but there yeah, is football yeah, around yeah. it and and they both speak about the beautiful game and they're yeah. both kind of you know the game influences yeah. what but happens football in the is film. born from from characters and dreams and interactions and that's where football comes from yeah it's just the football that we get is the end of that of that journey totally you know, about uh about brian clough's relationship with his his team his assistant manager i mean all those i mean that's what we don't see because they don't talk about that in football interviews but 
this is where it comes from. Right? And you that just is the hit magic. the nail on the head there. This is what we see. We see the struggle, the kind of the yeah, pain yeah. that a manager goes through. So definitely go out and watch that one. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. But yeah, good selection you got there, man. Yeah. Good selection. So um, I think, yeah, uh, Hidden Gems. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, I, I did have a couple, but I, I think just because it's the World Cup and just because your selection was so good, I think I'll save mine for next week. Okay. I don't want to, I don't want to taint what I don't want to, you know, change or anything. What, what you said is perfect. Football focused, great films. I need to watch. I'll do, I got my homework. Yeah. Cut out for me for next week. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. Cool. Nice Brilliant. one. Nice okay. one. So uh, I think that's it for the show. I think that's it. Yeah. It's a good show. Time's been, it's been very hot in the, in the studio home guys. I hope you can, Bear with us. It's really, it's like almost 35 degrees in the studio home today. The microphone has got sweat on it. It has, yeah. You know, know, it's sweating our bollocks off, both of us. Believe you me, I'm going to like need one of your towels to just like, you know what what Daffy Duck does when he puts the towel between his legs to clean. Right, okay. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, thanks. Oh, shit. I was getting an image of uh, you going like that. Like, you know, this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks uh, for down- downloading today's show. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, please get in touch with us via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, email. Email us at theflicksters at gmail.com. Mm, yeah. Drop us a line. Drop us a line or just stand on a, on a mountain or a rooftop and shout. Exactly. We will hear you. We like, will you know, hear like you. Thundercats when they go... Thundercats, Thundercats, hoes, oh. Flicksters, Flicksters, ho. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we will come running like exactly. Chitara we, we, yeah. and the Wiley oh, Kit and Wiley Cat. Chitara. I think I'm going to make a film about that. Do you know what? News. I'm going to get some news for next Wasn't week. Wasn't there something about this? There was something about it. I'm telling you, I'm it's sure, going to happen. I'm sure our friend Marcel, Marcel, if you're listening, I'm yeah. sure you mentioned this. Yeah, it's got to be Like happening. something about Thundercats. I'm sure there was yeah. something out there. But yes, so, uh, and also as a, as a little treat, to our listeners ah, yes a little treat so so guys so uh please uh subscribe and okay so the little caveat is you've got to be a subscriber yeah. <laughs> and also uh comment post a comment tell us what film you want us to review just say anything just reach out to us and we will send you a code for you to go to the cinema and watch a film of your choice which cinema a view cinema or a cine world cinema Lots of options there, guys. So like all you know, over what, the country. What more do you want? Exactly. <laughs> so uh, put us out of our misery. Yeah. <laughs> Just do it. Uh, Devout, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Been a great show. It's been a fantastic show and I will see you See soon. you next time. Peace out. <laughs>